0: In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guests are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or The Owners Group, Inc.
1: It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good. Some bad, but from everyone there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called paying it forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you, with you paying it forward too.
2: Well, hello to all my listeners today. It's Josephine Gerasi from Paying It Forward. I would like to start out by wishing all the listeners a very happy new year. I'm looking forward to interviewing lots of successful entrepreneurs this year who will be able to pay it forward by sharing some of their lessons learned. Today, I have a very interesting guest. I'd like to introduce you to Joe Gazzi, who is an innovator in the rice and greens business. Joe is culinary trained and has a background in finance. Because of his love for food, Joe has had the opportunity to immerse himself in the entire supply chain, which Joe calls seed to plate. Our focus today will be about how Joe turns his career and his love for food into an innovative business venture. We'll be discussing brand management, product development, sales and product management, Um, why Joe chose to go to culinary school, and finally, how to bring a product into the marketplace. We'll also be discussing the lessons Joe learned along his adventure into making his multi-million dollar business. With that, I'd like to welcome Joe to our show, Paying It Forward. Good morning, Joe. How are you doing today?
0: Hi, Josephine. How are you? I'm doing well.
2: Well, thanks so much for being my guest today. You have such a fascinating story, and I can't wait to share it with our guests so or our listeners I should say so Joe, um, tell us a little bit about yourself like uh what made you get into the rice business and um how did it all happen for you
0: um, <clears throat> well, I grew up in a in a family of food and and my my family's been in the food business and um, I, I love it. You know, I, I grew up cooking with my family, um, specifically my father and and my grandmother, and um, it just became a big part of my life. And as I went through um, my my young my young life, with, where I, I went to college and and would cook for my roommates and had a, a great time doing it. And then I started, uh, you know, my first job out of school was to you know doing research for a private investment firm. Um, but I, I really felt that the direction that I needed to go in was to just to continue to explore my interest, and and that's kind of why I chose to leave that career and go into food, and the way I did that was I chose to go to, to culinary school, and, you know, really that just kind of set me off on this adventure of just kind of following my interests, and, um, I, you know, I, I enjoy doing the research, and, and I also enjoy cooking, so... You know, to learn about food and, and where it comes from and, and why it's important, uh, different foods are important, and, and the attributes. And, and not only that, but how, do, how does it get to the shelf? Um, I've just found it to be such a fascinating supply chain, and that's why I call it From Seed to Plate, because um, along the way, I, I started working with a company that uh, focuses on rice and grains. Um, and and to to travel the world to look for these things and um, and, and and bring it to the market is just has been such an a, a fascinating fascinating education uh, and yeah. experience for me.
2: That sounds great, Joe. You know, there's a famous book out there: "Do what you love, and the money will follow." And it yeah. seems like you're just living that that book. It's you know you're doing what you love, and um, you're. You're very successful in the meantime, but um, let's tell the listeners a little bit about your rice and um, why it's so different from everything on the market currently.
0: Sure. The name of our company is Village Harvest um, and it's villageharvestrice.com and and what we started off to be was uh, a gourmet rice from different parts of the world. For example, jasmine rice from Thailand and basmati rice from India. Um, Those types of rice are, are for people that like to cook, probably like to travel. Um, and and understand the difference of different types of rice. And and it really becomes down to and it like in any business, I think, you know, how do you create a point of difference. And as we as we uh been as we explore the marketplace, you know, we see how there's different uh areas uh, to grow the business. And what we did was we extended uh the dry rice program into um the frozen grain business. And and what we're doing there simply is just uh We're removing the time it takes to to cook whole grains, things like brown rice and quinoa and wheat berries and and things that people really need to eat and and we feel are the cutting edge in food trends today. And we see that those markets growing. And so what we've done was we removed the amount of time it takes to cook those by by cooking them ourselves, and then we freeze them with this um, very interesting um, nitrogen cryogenic freezing process. And, and that allows to capture the grain in its highest quality. So basically, uh, you can take this out of your freezer, pour it out, only what you need, and and it cook it right away, and you and you have a healthy alternative to any starch. Um, and and that's been all the difference, you know. And to have to create a point of difference in something like rice and grains is is very difficult, <laughs> as you can imagine.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's great. I love the fact that you can actually take. Um, the, your product and just pop it in the microwave, right? And in a matter of seconds or minutes, you've got a healthy choice to actually for a healthy meal. I think it's great.
0: <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's correct. It's just simply uh, it's a heat and eat product. Um, but but it's also, you know, we, there's, a, there's a, uh, added value where you don't have to clean anything, you know. You don't have to waste uh, any additional cooking, any, any product that, you know, because usually it takes about 40 minutes to make these items. And what we're saying is, you know, you just um, pour out what you need and you can microwave it or you can add it to a soup or you can add it to a, even a salad because, you know, it, it just it, it works well as an ingredient, not just a, not just a, a side dish, you know. You
2: can, oh, yeah. yeah this is yes. very practical. I think it's great, and it's just so different because a lot of that stuff that we have on the market today is just so high in sodium that, um, yes, it does a trick, and you might be able to lose some weight, but this is just a healthy alternative, and uh, I just love that whole concept. So uh, we have so much to talk about, Joe. So um, <laughs> the next thing I would like to know is... Um, so let's talk about the inspiration again. Okay. You know, how, how did you go about, like I know it was your passion for food, but how do you go from your passion into actually creating your product and then creating your brand name and distinguishing yourself right. from others out there?
0: I think, um, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's really kind of a, a, an individual path. I think everybody has their own path. Um, and and for me, it was just a, a kind of using what I was interested in as a compass to take me in the right directions. And along the way, I I, I got to learn really interesting things, and I got to meet incredibly smart uh, and talented people. Um, and you know, obviously, it's difficult to do these things on your own. And and you know, it's it's, it's leveraging a lot of um, experiences and relationships. And and of course, I have com- incredible support from my family. Um, but but to, like I said to to create a point of difference um, in in the market today I mean there's, there's so many uh, so many uh, um, options of, for food out there is it, really difficult so so I can only say that I just kind of stayed um, focused on what I you know my product is basically my life and it's a it's a solution for a lot of people you know for somebody like me as you can imagine who's surrounded by food all the time. Uh-huh. Um, it, it becomes this good versus evil thing because i I enjoy eating <laughs> yeah, and you know i 'm around food on a regular basis, so um, I have to pay very close attention to what i 'm eating or i 'll you know i 'll gain weight I have the propensity to be very large so um, you know all my life it was you know if if I had food that was available to me um, that was you know if I had spent the time making brown rice ahead of time and I had that available to me, I would eat it, you know, but if I didn't have it available to me and I was hungry, I would eat anything. <laughs> so. Yeah,
2: you know what? I think we're all kind of in the same boat, especially, you know, us moms out there who have kids, watching out weight is so difficult. So I just love the fact that, you know, you're you're doing something that's really, it's changing the way that people can actually eat, which is, you know. <laughs> absolutely incredible. Right. But, I, think, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I, think,
0: I think paying attention to, you know, I, I I feel that I'm pretty grounded and I represent a lot of the market. Um, I probably don't eat like the, the most of the market does, but I, I, I feel that, you know, you, you can spend a lot of time on focus groups and figure out what the right product is. But, you know, this is something I, I believe um, based on, on everything that you read today and the, and the way that the, the trends are going towards health and uh, people are, are definitely th- more thoughtful today, more than ever, about about what they're eating, and you learn more and more about what the market has to offer. Um, this is a product that that is in. It's I think it's it's the right direction. It's at the right time, and it has um, all the all the good intentions for for healthy, but also convenient. And you know, like I said, I'm, I'm grounded enough to know that you know I know what I need to do. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm not. Any, special by any means, so I know what I have to eat, um, and, you know, since I started this project, I've lost a significant amount of weight, and I, I'm much healthier than, than I've ever been, um, okay. and, and it just, I think it's because, you know, I'm so busy, but at the same time, it, I have what I call ease of business, you know, it's easy to eat well when you have, when it's available to you.
2: Oh, and sure. That, and that's
0: I, enough I, of inspiration, I think. For, <laughs> I know. To keep following it's
2: that. so funny, Joe, because I think we all are on the right page. We know exactly what we're supposed to eat, but it's all about convenience. And lots of times, you know, I'm part of this whole mom entrepreneur support group, and there's like over a thousand moms. And um, we know what's right, but sometimes we're in the middle of trying to balance so many things that it's really hard to just kind of do the right thing. So um, I'm so glad that, you know, we introduced um, we introduced you, we introduced your product, and uh, we're coming up to a break real shortly. And after the break, what I'd like to know um, are some of the challenges that you came across. Um, and I know you and I have a very, very similar challenge. So we'll get back to that in just a few minutes
1: we'll be right back with more paying it forward with josephine jirossi right after these on Toginet.com. critical thinking in the real world what does it take to get ahead and stay ahead of the curve in this ever-changing world around us? Critical Thinking in the Real World with Janet Hands. Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central on Toginet.
0: Mind Matters is the show that dares to ask what's on your mind. Take this opportunity to join Dr. Larry Ross, clinical psychologist, and Joan Johain, licensed clinical social worker, as they combined have over 50 years of experience in dealing with your mind.
1: Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, only on Toginet Radio. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Hi, everyone. It's Josephine
2: again. And today we have Joe Gazi from Village Harvest Rice. And uh, we were just talking about um, the challenges that one faces in order to... Actually, create a multi million dollar business. So, um, when we were talking um, the other day, Joe, I know that you and I have a very similar um, <laughs> challenge with our products. You know, yeah. my product, um, as most of my listeners know, um, my product's called Glovies. And what they are, they're disposable sanitary hand covers for children to use when they go into public places to keep them safe from germs. Now, my problem with Glovies is, is that um, it's a fabulous product. And I don't just say that because I invented it, because, but I say it because they really work. And I have three kids. Um, they're seven, five, and three. And when I was potty training my oldest, he had just turned two, I took him into a public restroom. And I was absolutely horrified at everything that he touched. And I left saying, oh, my God there must be a better way. And um, like yourself, I also have a finance background. And I think um, it's wonderful because being that I had that background, I had the guts to just turn around and say, listen, if the product doesn't exist, I'm going to go out and create it, which is exactly what I did. So, um, There I was, I created this product, but my biggest challenge is that I have to educate the consumer that by putting on these little mitts on your children when they go into public places, especially in the restroom, when they try to grip that little toilet seat, their precious little bare hands are not touching everything that... Is on that toilet seat. We won't get into that, but right. the thing is, the thing is, Joe. It's all about educating the consumer, right. and I know that you also have a similar challenge. You yeah. know, so tell us about that, and then I'd like you to go into the other challenges. You know,
0: sure. Um, you know, one of the things that that we have when we when we when we expanded the brand into the frozen grain uh, segment of the of the supermarket. Um, is that it 's not it 's not another flavor it 's actually a new category um, for example it 's not that we created a new flavor of say ice cream um, you know and, and people walk down the, the the frozen food section of the freezer in the, in the supermarket and and they see this new flavor of ice cream because they 're looking for ice cream you know we essentially have to educate the consumer that you can buy these grains in a freezer section and and that 's really the tricky part because um, they're used to seeing right. that in in a different in a different aisle, you know. Um and so so that education is is really expensive <laughs> when you're talking sure. about the mass market, you know. Um so so that definitely on the the, the top list of uh, of the challenges that we face and will continue to face. Um you know, I I I think another challenge is that, you know, we have limited resources but because we're not companies like Kraft and and General Mills which are you know, have have the access and the power to 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 get to 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 the marketplace. You know, it's very easy for them, I think, to just run a commercial.
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, and, right. And
0: I think you understand how much that something like that costs and and what you need to be able to do something like that. It's not that easy, you know.
2: Oh, sure. I, you know, sometimes I think the same way. That gosh, if I had unlimited resources and right. could just throw a commercial up about Glovie's, Especially if the young kids saw my penguins and my logo and everything, I think they'd actually say, "Hey, I really want to try those on." But right. like you said, we're not craft, and um, we just have to be super, super creative as to how we're going to, you know utilize our resources. Right. I think that's like one of the biggest challenges of running you know our own business is that you only have a certain amount of money that you want to invest in your business. It doesn't matter how much it is. It could be hundreds or millions. But you still have a limited amount of resources, and it's trying to decide exactly where you want to invest that money. And sometimes it's just trial and error. Right. You, know, you invest certain money in, and you have no idea what the outcome's going to be, but it's just you've got to be creative and give it your best shot.
0: I think the, I think the path to the market is also similar to you know every you know the, the path that I've been that I've been talking about with, with my personal path, which is um, you don't necessarily know if you're going in the right you know if you're if, if it's going to work, but you have to pay attention if you're going in the right direction. and And because we have limited resources, we pay very close attention to if we're moving in the right direction um, by people's responses and just constantly talking about the product as much as we can. We happen to be living and an interesting time now with social marketing and, and um, you know, having the ability to do viral type of marketing and grassroots. Um, and this is a product that I think because, um, because it's ultimately good, you know, it's good for people and it's, it's not another food product that's filled with a bunch of ingredients that nobody knows what it is. Um, it's, it's very clean, you know. And, and because of that and because we're not a huge company like, like, the, like the General Mills of the world, um, I think there's a little bit of a, of a you know of an of a underdog story there, and, and that's, uh-huh. I think a lot of people like to be part of that you know and they like to to, to tell other people about it and, and when they taste it or when they use the product, um, you know word of mouth is is, is very important for our product and, and that's what we see um, mm-hmm. as one of the biggest assets for us you know it's that story, sure. it's the marketability of it.
2: Yeah, I think that that's great. Now, Joe, what do you do as far as social media goes? How involved are you with that?
0: Well, you know, we, we just recently starting this, and, you know, I don't, um, we're, you know, we're in the process of redesigning our website. Uh, of uh-huh. course, there's Twitter and Facebook that, that we're building now and, and getting involved with. Um, we 're we're definitely learning more about it and, and you know we see this year as being you know i think two thousand and nine for us was kind of setting the pace and and creating um, the ability with with the packaging and actually getting the product into the market into the market so that now we can we we can spend two thousand and ten trying to build a brand and and pull it out of the market um, yeah. and and that 's where really where we 're going to see this sort of um, uh, grassroots marketing take place and, and we're excited about that and, and we're definitely investing in that right now
2: oh that's so. great you know I'll tell you Joe it's so funny when I had first come up with my product I was talking to lots of other inventors who had products I just kind of wanted to hear their stories so I could learn from them and I'll never forget um, somebody telling me you know you should uh, getting your product on the shelves is just one aspect of it. Yeah. The most important thing is getting your product off the shelf. That's right. And at the time, I was so new to the whole concept of um, of being an inventor and bringing a product to market. I didn't quite get what they were saying. Right. But now I get it totally because no matter how good your product is, unless you come up with a really creative way and – it, I've learned how important packaging is. If you don't have the right stuff on your package and people don't know what your product is all about and the benefits that, um, if the benefits don't scream at the consumer in, as, in a matter of seconds, you know, you've almost lost the sale. And um, it's just so funny to me that, you know, when I was in graduate school, I went for marketing. I got my MBA in marketing and the whole concept of how, um, how the packaging is how all of the little pieces of marketing have to come together. Right. And then how sales is connected to marketing. It's just, um, that's how you bring your product into the marketplace and how it becomes successful. And, um, it's amazing, I'd love for you to talk about the real estate, um how packaging is just like the location you know sure how location is so important in real estate and how marketing or your packaging is so important also. Yeah. so tell us that, and I'd love for the listeners to hear that story about you in the supermarket with your ruler. I think that's hysterical <laughs>
0: um, well, uh, you know. I'll be the first one to tell you that I don't really know what I'm doing, and it's a constant learning experience, you know, and, and I think the, the people that I'm, I work with will say the same thing, and, we're, and it's just being open to learning about what it takes to, to, to make it work, you know, and what it takes to, for the product to be successful. Um, of course, you have to manage your resources, but at the, at the same time, you're right. The packaging, it has been a constant um, evolution, I think, and, and it's still going to evolve even further. Um, the story that I was telling you uh, you know about was you know i wasn 't sure how many you know it goes all the way down to not just how to make a package but you know how many do you put in a case and and how strong do you make sure. that car- that cardboard case and um, I got kicked out of a couple of supermarkets because I was climbing into the freezer to measure the depth of the <laughs> freezer shelf and you know because I wanted to understand you know how do other companies do it and and you know sure. what am I going to be missing when when you know at you know when I have to redo or when I relook at this project it's it's you know I, I couldn't it was sure. like a Rubik's cube you know so I was I was measuring uh-huh. the inside of these shelves and um, you know I guess the store managers don't really like when people are climbing in their doors
2: so. no not <laughs> at all but I think that's hysterical Joe because uh, you know when we were talking we were saying that you know as inventors we are so passionate about our product would you ever imagine if years ago that you would ever be climbing into a freezer in a supermarket. It's just, it's so funny what we do, what we have to do because we have to make this work. And, uh, it's just, it's such a great story, you know?
0: Yeah. I think that, I think that's what it just comes down to, uh, recognizing, um, you know, what you don't know. And, and are you willing to go and find it out, you know? And, and where's the, where's the line for you, you know? So, so for us, it's, it's, it's just that. you know. I think there's a lot of people, when, when the project like this is at a bigger company, they have a lot of different people who are ultra-experienced in terms of engineering and uh, just knowing what they know from having done it for so long. And, and this is just a different direction for our company. And um, you know, we're excited to be doing it. Uh, we we want to make sure we do it the right way. But we're certainly going to honor the product and, and the direction that we're going in um, oh, trying out and, and trying out crazy, the next guy, you know, because that's what yeah. we have to do. We know what we have to do.
2: I think it's amazing, and it's so much easier when there's somebody already out there. People think it's easy to be an innovator, but um, it's really tough when you're the first on the market. So the pioneers
0: take the first arrow. Dude.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, when we come back, I can't wait to hear. Um, Lots more about Village Harvest Rice with Joe Gotti. Uh, Gotti, listen to me. (laughs) Gotti.
1: Thanks, Joe. We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirossi. Right after these on Togginet.com. Inspiring women to be true to themselves. Get ready for Tracy Porter Radio on Togginet.com. 2 p.m. Central, Wednesdays, starting November 4th. Tracy Porter, lifestyle, home, and fashion designer, inspiring women from all over the world with their fashionably eclectic goods, savvy tips, style advice, and encouraging spirit. TracyPorter.com is home to her designer products and voice to thousands of women who flock to Tracy's daily blog for a daily dose of pure Tracy. And now she's coming to TogiNet. All of Tracy's enchanting goods can be found at TracyPorter.com and her nationally sought-after mail catalog, Tracy Porter. Plus, you can find her here on TogiNet. Tracy's awards, appearances, and accolades are too numerous to mention here. So, ladies, you've just got to come to be inspired, too. With Tracy Porter Radio, inspiring women to be true to themselves, to let their passions lead. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central, starting November 4th, on toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on DogieNet.com. Hi everyone,
2: it's Josephine again, and today we have Joe Gazi from Village Harvest Rice. And we were just talking about the many challenges. That he faced um, before he really turned his company into a multi million dollar business. So, um, Joe, why don't we take up where we left off?
0: Sure. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I was, I was, um, I was saying that the pioneers always take the first arrow. That's what we're kind of doing here, where we're bringing, you know, we're new to this category or we're creating a new category. Um, and you know, one of the big challenges. I mean, there's so many challenges. It's pretty much been all challenges, but, um, you know, when we go and present this product to a supermarket buyer, um, usually the buyer really likes it, and it's something that they really can see working. Um, however, most of them uh, are afraid of taking risks, because ultimately that supermarket is real estate, and, and they want to make money on their real estate, and I get that. Um, so, so what they say is, you know, come back when you can prove that this will work. So you end up in this you know, chicken or the egg scenario where it's, you know, <laughs> how do I prove that it works in, unless somebody puts it on their shelf, you know? Sure. And and that's been, that was like, uh, you know, a challenge that we find. Uh, we almost expected that, but at the same time, it's hard to have an arsenal against that. Um, so, you know, that that has been certainly something that, that we we haven't run into only once, you know. So as much as people love this product and and, and want to bring it on, you know the, what we've come to learn was that the product matters but only to a certain point. I mean you really have to show a compelling case on how you're going to plan to get it off of that shelf. Right. And so we're excited for 2010 because you know we we have a way, you know, and we we have a plan and and you know it's it's just you know we we're, we're going to spend the time and energy into building a brand and not just going you don't end up successful um, when you just get onto the shelf in the supermarket. You, you you literally have to guarantee that it will get off the shelf or they will kick you off the shelf.
2: Right. It, it truly is a challenge. You know, you know what's amazing? Something that you just said kind of um, struck a chord with me. Mm-hmm. One thing that fascinates me is that product Snuggy. Do you know Snuggy? Yeah. It's that um it's that blanket. Honestly between me and you, it's like not I don't know. Personally, I'm not sure I would personally go out and buy it, but I've been doing a little <clears> bit of research on it and I am just amazed. It was one of the best selling products of the year 2009. Right. And it's so funny because if you look at it, it's not the absolute best product on the market, but they have done an absolutely incredible job of marketing that product. It's right. amazing to me that they sold millions and millions of those products and um, of their product, I should say. But um, I, w- while I was doing my research, Joe, I was just amazed to find out that they were not the innovators of that product. There was actually another product before them. And um, it just all comes down to marketing. It's like what's <clears throat> on that package, you know? What is? I can,
0: yeah, I, I can understand what you're saying. I, I think I can argue personally that my grandma Tip was the innovator of that product because she makes those for us all the time. But, <laughs> but you know, but you know, I think what you're talking about is um, you know another challenge is creating a point of difference, and I think that to have, uh, in their case, something like a blanket. Uh, how do you create a point of difference in, in, in any market that you think is such a broad... You know, sometimes you look at these products and you say, wow, that's so easy. Why didn't I think of that? Right. Or, you know, but but really what they're doing is they're just separating themselves from the pack. Um, You know, right. we, how do we create... You know, we're in the rice and grain business. How do we create a point of difference and and make that a successful thing? And, and you know, and that, I think, is the challenge for a lot of people because there's so many Me Too items out there. There's so many right. items that, you know... It's just another one of those items. You look at like, yeah. I don't know, salad dressing, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and how many right. salad dressing, but how do you create a point of difference? And I think when you, when you figure that out, um, it unfolds a, a whole other path, you know, and, and I think that's part of the bigger challenge because you have to explain to any buyer or any, any person who's going to take this product and buy it, why should they buy it? Why should they part with their dollar or give you a chance? Um, oh
2: sure. Absolutely. But you know, what's funny is something that you had said that, you know, they make it look so easy, but I wonder what's happening behind the scenes. And it's so funny. I love that example of Snuggy because what is it? It's really just a woman sitting on a couch wearing that thing. And, um, it's all about the emotion you feel when you look at that very, very simple picture. Right. And the idea is that, um, they're portraying a mom who's relaxed at home, who has everything under control, and who can actually sit down and enjoy time with her family. And right. I think that has a lot to do with you know the success of that business. But sure. um, that to back to other challenges. So um,
0: I think in a lot of ways there's a, there's a common thread there with our product too, because what we're saying to people is you know is simply just like that snuggie is. is you know cook cook and eat with your family you know but but yeah. you know keep it healthy and don't spend too much time cooking the rice part of it, you know, and the grains yeah. and 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 that I think is just a solution, and I think like that snuggy you know might be a solution um for some people you know just to make it easy it's almost like they're trying to make it easy for you to relax, and this is simp- this is right. our product is just that it's making it easy for you to eat. With your family, or eat healthy, and or or be thoughtful about what you're eating, and not spend too much time worrying about it. And um, you know, I think there's a a need for that constantly. You know, I think everything evolves. Uh,
2: Oh sure, and you know, it's amazing because I recently read an article, and it was all about how today's society—it's like we want so much out of life today, which uh, tends to be a little too materialistic. And what happens is both of the You know, it usually takes two people in the household to go to work to keep up with, that, with all of our stuff. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, what people crave nowadays, even before, you know, wanting to get more and more money, is people are craving time. Right. And that's what I think is so great about your product you know, with village harvest rice, what happens is you are handing people time that they could spend more time with their family and friends. So right, I think and that's and, and there,
0: well, the, the the second layer, to, I agree. And the second layer of that is that you know it's time, but it's also they don't have to compromise their health. Um, and and right. I think that that isn't so small of a market right now. You know, I think that that's a growing marketplace where. Um, people are are going to be conscious about what they're eating maybe they're not even sure what to eat um you know so the brand building is going to be just that it's simply you know if you take this home we're not going to make a product that's bad for you and and we're going to make sure that it's it's easy to get to your to your plate um you know and it's still going to be good quality stuff you know i think people are going to be eating out less or have been eating out less um right. and i and i think but i i, I definitely think that um, you know, being thoughtful about what what you're eating is going to be a long time uh, standard in, in food today.
2: Yeah. Oh, absolutely! I just see it changing every single day. You know, I love Dr. Oz, so sure. he'd be all over your product, which is which right. is great. But <laughs> all right, so Joe, I want to um, switch gears here for a second. So, tell me about PR. What are you guys doing as far as PR?
0: Um, well, uh we are we're working with a, a firm now where where it's marketing and, and PR and we've really defined our our position in the, in the market um and like I was I talk about how we're pioneers and, and I think that's mm-hmm. kind of what we're trying to what we're trying to relay the message to people so so people can look for new new products they're going to associate with our brand. Um mm-hmm. you know, in in addition to that, we're 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 like I said, we're building, we're rebuilding our website and, and we're um aligning ourselves with a lot of social social media and social marketing.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, oh, that's you know, we,
2: great. Yeah, that's we're, we're, great. We're,
0: we're definitely going to be looking at a grassroots approach. Every market that we enter, we want to know everything from, you know, where where are their concerts, where are their, um, you know, races and, and different uh-huh. types of marathons. And, and we just want to be part of where, the, where we know who our customer is and we want to be where they are and we want to hand them um, you know, some sample products or we want to sure. hand them a coupon. And, and we can do that um, very easily with with minimal expense and, and, and get to the customer without having to spend, like, say, millions of dollars on a commercial and hope our customers watch it.
2: Sure. I mean, the sampling is a whole nother aspect of our business. You know, I know for myself the most important thing is to get the samples in the end consumer's hands because lots of times they just have to, you know, utilize it once. And the next thing you know, they've become, you know, dedicated or, you know, believers in your product. So it's all about getting the product in the consumer's hands. Right. I just wanted to mention one thing about the PR. One thing that I do to help my glubbies is I'm part of Harrow. Harrow is called, um, is short for Help a Reporter Out. And Peter Shankman, he's an incredible guy. And what he does is every three times a day, he sends out queries. And the queries include um, things that reporters, reporters need information to write articles. And they're looking for experts in their field. And lots of times they're actually looking for inventors, inventors, um, people that um, just have an expertise in um, certain business aspects. And um, that's something great that I think uh, the listeners out there might be interested in. And, Joe, for yourself, if you haven't heard of Harrow, you can just go to com. And, um, once again, it's Help a Reporter Out. And it's amazing. I can't even tell you. Like, just yesterday I was quoted in Women's Day magazine And it's not a big, huge blurb, but it doesn't matter because what happens is people get familiar with your name. They get familiar with your product name. They go online. They Google it. And in a matter of seconds, you've got a lot of people coming to your website to learn more about your product. Right. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And um, one other thing that I recently did was um, I love the idea about um, doing surveys. You know, asking the end consumer exactly, you know, what are you looking for? Is my product something you'd really like? And nowadays, it's just so easy to get that online, and then you shoot that to everybody who follows you on Twitter and on Facebook and LinkedIn, and next thing you know, you have, you know, results literally in, you know, in hours. So um, I think that the surveys are are great, too. And, um, one other thing that I just recently came across was a website called animoto.com. And what they do is you can actually do a 30 second video for free. Um, it's the length of the video is 30 seconds, but it literally took me like 20 minutes to do my video and it's to music and it's lots of pictures of my product and, um, It's absolutely great. I'm now going to put that video on my website, and um, I think that can actually help a business. You know, as an entrepreneur, Joe, we're just trying to be as creative as we possibly can. So, Anyway, we're going to be right back soon, and we're going to talk about all of the lessons that we learned and how we can pay it forward to our listeners today. So thanks, Joe.
1: We'll be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, right after these on toginet.com. Being frugal doesn't mean being cheap, and the Frugalitarian is here to show you how. Jody Olson is the frugalitarian on TogiNet, 3 p.m. Central, Wednesdays.
2: This is the art of great living. It's just a matter of time before people start asking you to tell them your secrets to better style,
1: bargains on food, home decor, and clothing. Your wants don't have to change, just how you acquire what you want. On the frugalitarian, it's an uncommon mix of style, fashion savvy, and earth friendly, showing you great taste, great style, and great ideas for finding everything you want for nearly nothing i'm speaking from experience i live
0: on a beautiful farm where i take care of sheep and do a few light farm chores for extremely low
1: rent for more clever ideas on how to waste not and totally want not go to thefrugalitarian.com join us every week for more information on how you can live better for less with jody olson it's the frugalitarian wednesdays at 3 p.m central on togynet.com With Green Halloween to tips, tricks, ideas, and projects for every holiday, you'll love Celebrate Green. You can check them out online, too, at CelebrateGreen.net and GreenHalloween.org for more information. The newsletter, the blogs, places to shop, cool extras, and so much more. So get ready to Celebrate Green, the radio show with Lynn and Corey, Wednesdays at noon central time, starting November 4th on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on com. Hi, everyone.
2: It's Josephine again. And um, we have Joe Gazi on the phone from Village Harvest Rice. And, um, Joe, we were let's wrap up this um, radio show with Paying It Forward with all of the lessons <laughs> that we can think of that we can share with our customers, our, our listeners out there. Sure. I, I, my mind is always with business, so I'm calling my listeners customers, but
0: I get it.
2: That's okay. We, we live and breathe our businesses and it's kind of funny, but, um, one big lesson that you've shared with me that I would love to share with everyone is, um, it's just so amazing because I spoke to so many people and this seems to be a common thread and, um, It's all about just because someone says no, how do I make a no into a yes? And I just love the idea that uh, when we were talking, you were saying to me that sometimes you learn your biggest lessons when somebody tells you no, because you will not stop until you figure out how you can turn that no into a yes.
0: Right. We like to say that um, no doesn't doesn't necessarily mean never. So if you can get more than just no because <laughs> sometimes right. they just say no and then you supposed right. to leave they you know if you can get more than no and, and get some feedback and insight you know and and i think it's important to you know stay humble and be willing to to accept that you don't necessarily know all the answers you know and if you're willing to to learn and keep your eyes open and your and your mind open um, you know cuz cuz a lot of times you're not saying no to the product um, or the idea they 're saying no to like the, say the current format or the logistics or um, the program design or, or you know and so if you can learn about what, what you know what will it take um, to be successful or for them to to say yes um, there's there 's such a takeaway there because and you know you can go back and re and re uh revamp the whole thing you know
2: yeah, you are so right i 'll tell you a little story that happened with glovies. So um, I had a huge distributor, uh, I'm, I'm not huge, huge, but anyway, it was a distributor in the Midwest who was very interested in my product. I sent them my entire marketing kit. I sent them all my samples and everything. They loved my product. So they had a big meeting in the company, and um, the whole the outcome of the meeting was that everybody in that meeting would have purchased my gloves. But the problem was, the geographic environment there, the income level of of this, of that area, just they did not feel like they had disposable income to pay for my product. Right. So it was very interesting because when I got the answer, you know, I got a phone call and they said, oh, we love your product, but I was like, oh, gosh, there goes that but. But it's really not for this geographic area in the country. I then turned to myself, and I learned such a big lesson from that because I was like, what was I thinking? You know, it is it is my product is something out there that it doesn't matter. You know, honestly, if you're a germaphobe, lots of people are just going to go out there and pay for it. But if, you know, somebody has a family income of $30,000 and they have to choose between Putting food on their table and buying glovies, you know, they're obviously right. picking the food. So that was a really big lesson that I had learned. And um, I think you're right. Uh, I think it's so, so important not to take that no as such a negative and take it to heart. It's just if you do get no, try to learn the reasons why they received a no and do everything you possibly can to try to make that right. a yes, if it makes sense for your business
0: yeah we um we we do a lot of in store demos where um you know as you can imagine as you're walking down the aisle and somebody's demo you know handing out a sample of the product um you know that that stuff costs a lot of money and and we sure. you know participate in that because we understand like I said that we have to educate the consumer that this product is available in the freezer, so we literally have people with microwaves cooking you know this mm-hmm. product and then handing it out and you know, at the end of the day, we're selling brown rice and, and whole grains, you know, and it's not like the sexiest thing to eat when you're, you know, walking down the supermarket aisle and other people are, say, demoing things like frozen pizzas and, you know, egg rolls. Right. <laughs> so, so, when when you know, what we've learned from that was, you know, how do you make this product exciting? I mean, it's definitely exciting for a lot of people and, it, and it's, it's an interesting product, but when you're just walking down the supermarket uh, aisle and somebody hands you a little spoonful of brown rice, it doesn't make your, you know, your heart doesn't sing if you're into food, right? So w- yeah. what we've done, you know, what we learned from that was if you combine this product with another product, say something like an orange chicken and you cook those things together and, and you don't just sell, say, the flavor of the product, you're selling a, an entire meal idea um, you know it, it changes the the way that the customer thinks about it and and they get what it is. Uh, sure. you know and and it's really another solution for them to go home and eat a full meal without having to do too much work to do it and it's healthy. And so, you know that's that's what you know one of the bigger learning experiences we had.
2: Yeah, I think that that's absolutely great. So, um I think one of the other really big lessons that um that our listeners can learn from you is that how you actually changed your career. Like, here you were on, you know, on Wall Street or working in a financial institution. Um, and then all of a sudden, you really, it takes a lot of courage to just turn around and leave something that you know so well and not, you know, leave something that you know so well and take a step towards something that you really don't know very well. And um, that's amazing to me that you followed your passion. And I think that's one of the biggest lessons that, you know, you share with us is that, I mean, how, how did you feel about changing your career? Were you scared or did you just say, okay, I'll just give it my best shot?
0: Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know how much, I think it's just breaking out of your comfort zone um, I think that's hard for anyone to do, and, you know, why I necessarily did it was because I just had such a, you know, I, I guess I have this, I, I feel that, you know, I'm so interested in food, um, you know, how, how cool would it be if I can make a career out of that? And and it was simply that dumbed down, um, you know, I, I, to, I would, I'd, to be honest, I didn't realize how, much of a, you know, it wasn't all, you know, roses, you know. Oh,
2: sure. <laughs> it, you, it's you know, it's,
0: it's very difficult. And, and I, I always say it's almost like, you know, climbing, uh, you know, like rock climbing without a, uh, sure. without a net or something. You know, it's uh-huh. like you're, you're all of a sudden you're out there and you don't necessarily know where your career is going to take you and, yeah. um, you know, just follow. It. So it's almost like you have to honor your passion and honor what you're interested in. And that's hard to fake, and I think that's what comes across the most. And I I've never say I know everything, but I definitely know that the way I talk about, you know, the supply chain of food and, and you know what I'm, um, you know what I'm creating and what I'm selling, I know that it's from an honorable place and it's from uh, yeah. for the right intentions, and that you know comes across. And essentially, I'm not really selling anything; I'm just simply educating. Because that's what I've learned along the way, and that becomes all the difference. Um, You know, create a point of difference in myself, not just my product. Oh, sure. And that's kind of what I found to be. You know, it is definitely a struggle. But I think anything is a struggle. You know, when you're young and you start off working and you try and uh, you know learn and and how do you build security and and, you know what you find is that you never necessarily have that.
2: Yeah, (laughs) you you know, it's so. You're so right, Joe. I mean. Working in um, doing what we do, having our own business, coming out with a brand-new product, trying to educate the consumer, it's such hard, hard work, you know, and it's so funny. From the outside, some people look, and after you've become successful, people are like, oh, look how easy it was. It always looks so easy. Meanwhile, every single day, there are days that I put 12 hours in, and I say to myself, my gosh, is this business really going anywhere? Next thing you know, the phone rings from out of the blue, and it was like the producer of ABC Nightline News. And here they were coming to my house to interview me. I was like, right. oh, my gosh. And it's amazing that as time goes on, as we get older, we kind of, our definition of success changes sometimes. It's not all about the dollars. That's And, true. Uh, It was kind of funny because it wasn't until after the whole camera crew and the producer was leaving my house, I realized that, wow, that was success. I really made it. And sometimes as entrepreneurs, we just don't give ourselves credit. And um, it's just just amazing, you know, even when I was talking to you, Joe, it's like, it sounds to me like you don't realize how much you've really accomplished because we're so into it, you know? Right,
0: yeah. Well, you know, I think another part of that is just, um, you know, the more people that you meet along the way, I, mean, I definitely couldn't have gotten this far without so the support of my family, without, you know, the support of my friends, and, you know, certainly the people that I work with. And it, it, it it's something that, you know, it, it's bigger than me, for sure. And Oh, sure. You know, and it's it's fun in a way. You know, and it's I don't feel like I'm ever working, and sometimes I feel guilty about that, but not all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it's not such a bad life having to travel all around the world to Europe, right. uh, testing or purchasing different kinds of rice. So
0: right, well, you know, <laughs> my friends that's often great. tell me to to, st- to talk about something else besides whole grains. So. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, it's so funny, Joe, because, you know, I have a girlfriend that's dying to get together with me, and I've been a little busy with work, and I feel so guilty. And I said to her, Well, it's totally up to you, you know, whenever you want to go. She was like, I just want you, you separate from Glovies. And I started <laughs> to get because I'm like, I am so sorry because we're one package. It's I understand. who I am. Right. You know? So it's kind of funny, <laughs> but. We just have 1 minute left to our show but I really wanted to just share a quick little story that Joe had told me. You know, for for the holidays Joe's mom had purchased him a t-shirt and on that t-shirt were four little numbers. It was 5215. And Joe is explaining to me how important that shirt was to him. And I just think it's so incredible. That number, tell everybody what that number represents.
0: My mother uh, put the product item uh, code of my first um, frozen rice uh, on this T-shirt. And it was like the coolest thing that I ever got.
2: (laughs) And I think it's amazing how... How that turns into, it's, it's a love and it's a passion for our product. Yeah,
0: you can't fake that stuff, you know.
2: Right. it's you <laughs> be But, Joe, I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule, for being our thank guest you. today. Thank you. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, and for sharing so many lessons with our listeners. So, thanks again. And to all my listeners out there, we look forward to seeing you again next week.
1: thank you for being a part of Paying It Forward with Josephine Tarasi on ToggyNet.com. This show is dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful. Each week we'll be discussing accomplishments, lessons